0: Hello friends, my name is Eric Cloward and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points and talk about how we can apply it in our daily lives. I share my successes and my failures and hopefully you can learn something from my experience all within the space of a coffee break. Today's episode is called The Space Between. Marcus Aurelius said, When force of circumstance upsets your equanimity, lose no time in recovering your self-control, and do not remain out of tune longer than you can help. Habitual reoccurrence to the harmony will increase your mastery of it. Over the past few weeks, I've been thinking a lot about equanimity and how it may be the most important idea that the Stoics came up with. And the more I look into it, the more that I see that this is one of the most important principles and a foundation for being able to apply all the other principles more effectively. We can see how important this is by just looking at other traditions such as Buddhism, especially Zen Buddhism, which promotes the idea of calming the mind as one of the highest virtues. So why would this be the case? Why would this one element be such a bedrock foundation of Stoicism? Well, I used to think that equanimity was a byproduct of following Stoic principles. That if you learn to control what you can and let go of the rest, then you can find more peace of mind. But the more I was thinking about this, the more I think that it's almost the opposite. That the calmer your mind, the easier it is to see what you have control over and what you don't have control over. And the more you can keep an even keel, the more you can make better decisions under pressure. Now don't get me wrong, practicing Stoic principles can certainly help you have a calmer mind. When you learn to identify what you can and can't control and let go of the things you can't, it certainly can reduce a lot of stress in your life. But if you're constantly feeling stress, then this process is much harder because you're starting out at a disadvantage. Taking the time to practice mindfulness puts you at an advantage because you're already in a state of mind that's helpful. It's like the difference between preparing for a fight versus just being tossed into the ring at a moment's notice. Equanimity, mindfulness, meditation, all of these should not just be an afterthought or a nice-to-have, but should be considered essential tools in your Stoic practice. Viktor Frankl said, Between stimulus and response, there is a space, and in that space is our power to choose our response. The Twitter user, The Stoic Emperor, says, When you are upset you are likely to sacrifice the well-being of tomorrow to appease the hurt feelings of today. Not a good trade. Subject your emotions to a cooling-off period before you allow them to guide major decisions. Now, one of the most important things that being mindful helps us do is to think long-term. If we're able to take that space between the stimulus and response and choose our response rather than just react, we are better able to choose things that will benefit us in the long run. If we are constantly in a space of reactivity, we let our emotions override our rationality and often do things that might feed whatever we think we need in the short term, but can have long-term negative consequences. We are also less in command of ourselves and are much more easily controlled or manipulated by others. When we can learn to take that moment to make a choice rather than just react is probably one of the most powerful things that we can learn to do in our lives and giving ourselves that power to choose how we respond in any situation is the ultimate expression of self-control and power. And the fact that we are always looking to make a choice means that it's more likely we'll respond in a way that we're proud of and that ultimately be, leads to better outcomes for ourselves and those around us. Peace, it does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things and still be calm in your heart anonymous now meditation and mindfulness are not easy things to do our minds are always on the run and the Buddhists have a great term for this called the monkey mind and for many of us when things get quiet we get anxious and it feels like our minds are spinning even faster and what's really going on here is that when you are not focusing on something else you start to see how busy your mind actually is And there's nothing wrong with this. It's just the way that our minds are in this modern era. Now, the most important thing you can do with meditating is not to try and not think about anything, but it's about becoming more aware of what you're actually thinking. Meditation and mindfulness are just practices in awareness that with each breath, for example, it's an anchor to maintain your state of observation. You take a breath, you notice a thought, you breathe out, and just Watch where the thought goes, and you repeat that process. Naval Ravikant said, Meditation is intermittent fasting for the mind. Too much sugar leads to a heavy body, and too many distractions lead to a heavy mind. Time spent undistracted and alone in self-examination, journaling, meditation, resolves the unresolved, and takes us from mentally fat to fit. A skilled warrior controls and tames their anger and uses it as fuel only when necessary, but never lets it drive their choices or actions. They know that letting their anger or fear drive their actions is more dangerous than almost any enemy they may face. Doing our best to cultivate a mind that is thoughtful and calm and patient prepares us to be more resilient when we feel anger or fear and want to lash out and say or do impulsive things. Now, like most things, it is always challenging to take what we know and to turn it into what we do. Turning our daily practice of mindfulness into something that we do as a habit is something that we need to practice as often as possible. And the thing is, with a habit of mindfulness, we're going to fail. Because if we never failed, then we would never need to be mindful because we would just be mindful all the time. And we're going to fail in our practice And then we'll remember to be mindful, which we'll do for a while, until we forget. And then remember to be mindful again, and repeat. And this never-ending cycle becomes part of our practice to be just a little bit better each day. To be a little more present each day. To live up to our ideals a little more closely each day. And this is one of those ideas that seems obvious, but is not always easy to follow. And a good way to help set the stage is by making a practice of meditation or journaling each morning to start the day off. Then it's just about refocusing your awareness throughout the day with being mindful. So how do you practice this kind of mindfulness? Well, think of mindfulness as just a normal meditation practice that is much more about awareness of your thinking and bringing your focus back to your breathing. When your mind wanders off, mindfulness is a reoccurring meditation that you do throughout the day to bring your awareness back to your thinking. So when you do this, you can just remind yourself at certain times throughout the day, or whenever you think about it, to be as present as possible, to not worry about things from the past, because they can't be changed, and to not stress about the future, because those are events that are unknown and have not yet arrived. When you can be better about living in the present, which is what mindfulness is all about, be more attentive and deliberate about what you are currently doing. And when you're more deliberate, you bring more of your faculties to bear, you do better work, and you make better decisions. And when you practice meditation and mindfulness, you're deliberately choosing to develop equanimity rather than just hoping that it just happens. And that's the end of this week's Stoic coffee break. As always, be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash stoic coffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.